The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. People don't like us Dallas Cowboy fans. It's similar to you, Lee fans. That's why we don't like you. Michael Irvin, the playmaker, he's like, Cowboys fans, get your Super Bowl tickets. Stop, stop. He, of all people, should know it's one play at a time. It's one game at a time. The game took years off my life yesterday. But in the end, the Cowboys prevailed. Tells me this is something special brewing with the Dallas Cowboys. America's team. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, it absolutely is. Happy Tuesday, everybody. It is the RP Show. I'm just tweeting the, the, the links to watch the streaming and the listen, so I'm not ignoring you all. Hi, Moose. Hi. Happy Tuesday. Yes. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show, although sometimes you wouldn't know it. I absolutely agonized over what pullover I was going to wear today, which quarter zip. Yeah. Because the Battle of Florida gets going tonight. Did you know that? Battle one. You probably didn't know that. I, uh, and I did know that. Did you? Of course. Tampa Bay Lightning for the Panthers tonight. And I'll, have a, I'll tell you why later why I'm wearing my Tampa Bay. Well, I'll tell you now. They invited us to their, Stan, their Stanley Cup party. So why wouldn't we? We're friends with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Probably cheering for Florida tonight, but uh, I like this. I like this a lot. Uh, we've got a lot to get over today. Uh, Tory Gurley is going to be with us in hour one, our NFL insider. Packers and Browns alum, wide out. And Craig Button will be with us from TSN, the uh, Craigslist, the CFL, sorry, the TSN NHL Director of Scouting. Craig Button will be with us. That's coming up in hour two from Cowtown, where incidentally I'll be heading today. And I can't wait after this show to get headed westward again. But that's what's happening in terms of guests today. Can we please hit the quick six show horn, please? I just really realized my laptop stand had gone missing. <laughs> oh, yes. It was this golf ball holder. These 50 used golf ball. That's my laptop stand. <laughs> Who's been sleeping in my bed? That is such... Was that like... On brand? Yeah, I didn't know your dad. But like, you don't spend money frivolously on crazy things that so you don't need to. When you've got something that works fine, why would you replace... It I believe with- the way it's said is what you want and what you need are two different things. I don't need a laptop stand. I got one. It's a golf ball holder. Okay. You may or may not be surprised, but we're opening with the National Hockey League and the Calgary Flames. And I'm, again, looking forward to getting into Calgary for the next three days and seeing the lay of the land, Moose. You know, I feel like the temperature's going to be hot. They lost 3-2 last night to the Anaheim Ducks. I I watched it in overtime. The Flames outshot them 43-27. There was uh, unfortunate mistakes made all over the ice. Uh, Puck giveaways not strong on the puck, i.e. giving it up too easily, Uh, defensive breakdowns. But I'm not here today to to rain on the Calgary Flames parade because they worked hard. 43-27, they outshot the Anaheim Ducks last night, Moose. It's not like they didn't work hard. But it was only their second game. It was their home opener. And if I can say this about the Calgary Flames, 
watching them for two periods on Saturday in Edmonton and then last night's game. It is not a talent issue. Did we ever really think that it was? I don't think so. No, this is a team that finished first in the West Conference just a couple of years ago. They've been making the playoffs, but save for last year, which led to a coach firing. But in Calgary, I don't know how long the fans are going to put up with mental mistakes and errors, because that's all that it is. That's all that it is for the Calgary Flames is between their ears. It's not a talent thing. And at what point, who do you blame? Because they're still winless. Lost in Edmonton, which never goes over well. Lost at home in the home opener to the Ducks, who are supposed to be a non-playoff team, according to all the experts. I've got them third in the Pacific Division, by the way, and they're doing nothing to dispel that. But the official summary, by the way, Jamie Drysdale scored the OT winner for the Ducks. Drysdale tapped in a Troy Terry pass at 326 of extra time Monday night. Cam Fowler and Ricard Raquel also scored for the Ducks, who are 2-1 and one in the first of four straight road games. Anaheim goalie John Gibson made 41 saves for the win after sitting out Friday's loss to many with a lower body injury. Blake Coleman scored for the Flames in his Calgary debut. Johnny Gaudreau had two assists. Flames goalie Jacob Markstrom stopped 24 shots in the loss. So that's my Flames assessment. All is not lost. But when you see what's going on up the number two where the orders are unbeaten and what's going on around the Pacific Division, I would suggest they're already upsetting Calgary. That's my point on number one. We open with the National Hockey League in Calgary. Over to point two. Didn't watch a snap of Monday Night Football live, but believe me, I got up and saw all the news of how you feeling, Bills fans. You had an opportunity to tie it. With a field goal late in the game. But no, Sean McDermott wants to go for the touchdown and win the game on Monday Night Football. Then happen. Turn it over. Lose the game. And all of a sudden, Bob's your uncle. The Titans and the Bills are both 4-2. and two. And we're like, where did Tennessee come from? All of us. They haven't been in the conversation of a top NFL team all year. And then they schooled, really, the Bills last night on Monday Night Football. It's your team, so Unbe- over to you. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, and barring an overtime loss to the Jets, the Titans are 5-1, and one, right? In a yeah. game that they kind of you know, threw away a loss to the Jets. Um, we'll find out later. I don't think the Titans are a top-five team today, but they're close. Well, of course not. They're close. Um, they got to get a little bit more going in the past game. And their defense is, is really bad. But their red zone defense was good. I thought Buffalo moved the ball really well. I thought it was too easy for Josh Allen on third down with Stefan Diggs a lot. Um, but the red zone defense was good. And when it mattered, um, Tennessee came up with a stop at the end of the game. Derrick Henry had a really good game again against uh, Buffalo. Did he ever. Who he hadn't played that well against. In a 70-yard touchdown run early, uh, had 150 yards again on the ground, three touchdowns. He was really dominant. Um, but look, the fourth down call, that's what everybody's talking about. I'd still make that call if I'm Sean McDermott. you got a big quarterback who just needs a, an inch, a couple of inches. Just happened that he lost his footing and the Titans defense made the stop. And, and that's the game, and it was a shocker. Well, looked like a hell of a game. It was a really good football I game. I was happy watching the Leafs and the Rangers and the Flames and the Ducks. I knew that you would have that game covered. By the way, the Prairie Mobile text line is open. Ray in the Six is watching on the Game Plus television network. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SAS Tel Mobility dealer. And Ray writes us, he sent a photo from Scotiabank Arena. Yeah. He was there. Thanks, Ray. He says, uh, hi, Rod. Good day to you and Moose. 
I was at the Leafs New York game last night. What an outstanding overtime. It was exciting to see. Good first game for Austin Matthews. Have a good time in Calgary. The Bills should have won last night. Moose has to be happy today. And clearly you are. I'll say this before I move on, um, because God knows we get enough Leafs coverage. That's why I opened up with the Flames. I watched the game. Craig Simpson said in the first period he was doing the color that Austin Matthews looked tentative. And probably in the first period, he probably looked a little tentative. But as the game went on, he didn't. Were you able to watch any of the game? Yeah, um, I watched a little bit. And then when I got the notification that it was going into overtime, I flipped back in and watched that. Um, And that was a heck of an overtime. Pretty wild. And fourth and great chances. Matthews had a couple chances to win it. But you know what? Um, This is kind of the Rangers' M.O. You know, Henrik Lundqvist is gone. But Shesterkin, or however you say his last name, he's really stepped in. And and they're going to have good goaltending. And if they get performances like that in net, they're going to win some games this year. So the Rangers played the game the Rangers needed to play. And then when they had the chance in overtime with Panarin, they buried it. Mm-hmm. Shesterkin. Shesterkin. And they're paying him very well, and he's earning the money. And good for the New York Rangers. Where'd the Rangers come from? They go into Montreal and win. They go into Toronto and win. They took Dallas to overtime on opening night. Maybe the Rangers got something going. Gerard Gallant's first year there. Um, I pause the quick six for the breaking news this morning. I feel like Gary Bettman at the podium of the NHL draft. We have a trade, but it's not NHL. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers today announced the club has acquired American kicker Sergio Castillo in a trade with the BC Lions in exchange for a conditional fourth-round selection in the 2022 CFL draft. Castillo opted out of his two-year CFL deal in August of 2020 after the cancellation of the season, went on to play in the XFL, as you know, and the National Football League. With the New York Jets, he was in camp with Darren's Titans this year, let go, and has been cooling his heels, and now he's been signed at Winnipeg by the 8-1 and Blue Bombers. And they're going nuts in Winnipeg as they signed a kicker. I advise you, Winnipeg, to calm down. The day... They're a little like the football fans uh, here in the Bermuda Triangle of the NHL in that can't stand success. You know what I mean? Like, just enjoy it. But we got to get a kicker. We got to get a kicker. I see that they're winning without a good kicker. But they, like, what are they going to find now to point problems with the Blue Bombers? Because they've I got know. everything addressed now. I know. It's like they're with the Jets. I don't like the backup goalie. Well, guess what? You're never going to see him anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Right? Yeah. So they're very excited in Winnipeg that they got a kicker. Say it out loud, Winnipeg. Uh, Moving on, point three. I'll get to your comments in a moment, but you all know this is the warm-up for E. Cole Electric, and this is our time. Uh, By the way, at E. Cole Electric, our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E-Call Electric, let's get to work. Their people are coming in today here, right? Is it today? I got to check on that. I think it is right after the show. Um, So the Calgary Stampeders are having some fun with me. Did you get the photo, Clark? You did? Um, Because I know I sent it to Ryan, but I they said to send it to you, and then I... No, I put it... In the WhatsApp, so you should have it. Here it comes. There you go. You can win a signed Bo Levi Mitchell jersey unless you're Rod Peterson. 
That's me. So, right, right. Uh, that article appeared at 3 downnationcom Jean Lafave, Jean Valjean, as I always called him, their longtime communications guy, tweeted that you can enter a contest to win two tickets to the Riders and Stampeders Saturday in Calgary, plus a Bold Levi jersey, if you answer these correct questions about Bo's uh, career, and but who's not eligible for the contest are Stampeders employees, Rod Peterson, and I think somebody else. Yeah. And uh, the Three Down Nation article said it's a tongue-in-cheek reference to Bo and Rod's well-publicized spats over the years. Listen, I can handle it. I, it's a little fishy that on the weekend I was asking, trying to find an autographed Bo jersey. A couple of days later, they're having a contest and say, everybody can be eligible but you. You're not old enough. It's like Stampede Wrestling. We're having a party, Mr. Whalen, but you're not invited. That's what J.R. Foley, the legendary manager. Did you see that? That's funny. So I can handle it. I'm a big boy. It's fun. And I think I'm hoping that the Calgary Stampeders are coming around in that the bow stuff with me was all just a lot of fun. And maybe they're ready to have some fun with it now. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they want to get a little buzz going and uh, create a little bit of the rivalry again. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. But it is fun. It is fun. More than anything, it's fun. And when that's the top story at 3downnation.com, yeah. That's what's happening in the CFL. It was pretty entertaining. Uh, Randy Nickel writes in, says, checking in from the NFL hotbed of Mesa, Arizona. They're a hotbed for the NFL even when the Cardinals suck. But now they are 6-0 and on poised to go 7-0. and I can't imagine what's going on in the Valley of the Sun right now with the Cardinals on top of the National Football League. And good for them. They've never won a Super Bowl. They've been dragged through the ringer. They deserve it. Uh, John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm, he's watching. I'm going to win that jersey and give it to Rod. Uh, from Katie Flurry, she says, give me the answers and I'll enter for you. Well, that's not really the idea. You got to find the answers yourself. But I love Katie. We saw her after the Pats game. Remember when we were uh, yeah. going around the concourse after our broadcast the other night? Point four, Canadian Football League power rankings are out. They're, as usual, wrong. But number one, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, we would all agree with that. Number two, the Toronto Argonauts, and good for the Argos. That's my Eastern team, maybe my number one team, and they're on top of the division. They just keep winning. Number three, the Calgary Stampeders, the hottest team in the league. Let's remember they started the year at number six. They've moved up to number three. The Stamps are getting better. I think that's what you want. Number four, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I'm sorry to say for the green guys, they're going the wrong way. Huge game Saturday at Calgary. We're going to find out what they're made of. And if they lose that game, I might suggest the season's over for them. I'm not in terms of being a contender. Right. They might still make the playoffs, but they're done if they don't win Saturday at Calgary. Uh, number five, the Montreal Alouettes. Number six, the BC Lions. Number seven, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. What the heck's happened there? The bottom's completely fallen out. They're like a wet paper box. Yeah. Pump. Number eight, the Edmonton Elks. And number nine, the Ottawa Red Blacks. And this is where I say it's wrong. Ottawa's beaten Edmonton twice. How the hell can you have them behind Edmonton? They're both dumpster fires. But again, do you not factor in games against each other? Isn't that how this works? 
little bit. Or do you agree with this? You know, I don't know. You know, I guess the idea, it's about today's moment in time. Who's the better football team? And if you were going to put Edmonton and Ottawa against each other. Ottawa would win. That's Then they should be ranked ahead. Ding, ding, ding. Who's going to win today? Tell them what he's won, Bob. Yeah. Uh, we are four points through the quick six, and we're going to break and come back and continue, and then I'll kind of turn over to you. We got Darren's top five NFL teams. We've got last night's ALCS results. Any NHL, CFL-related questions you want, that's fine. The Battle of Florida, the BOF. You've heard of it, right? The BOF. It gets rolling tonight with the first game, Tampa Bay and Florida. It pained me to put on this Tampa Bay jacket, but they've been very good to us, too. Should be a hell of a game. I'll be watching it. Uh, oh, yeah, you win a bowl Levi Mitchell jersey. Uh, Ryan in Saratoga, New York, watching. He says, what happens if there's a guy in Calgary who's actually named Rod Peterson going, crap, I can't win a bowl Levi jersey. <laughs> there's actually an optometrist in Lethbridge named Rod Peterson, if it helps. Look it up. Look it up. Uh, From Mandy in Edmonton, she says, I know Trevor Harris was traded to Montreal. Why are you saying traded? He was traded. Trust me. No, he was traded. not. uh, He was traded to Montreal. Who was he traded for? He was traded for defensive end Antonio Simmons. I know. I know. He's not even a household name in his own house. They were just trying to get rid of Trevor. Uh, let's break and come back and get into the good stuff. Mm-hmm. This has been the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network today. Live streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Rocking and rolling into the second segment here of episode number 594 of Canada's Daytime Sports Talk Show. And that's why uh, I say let's bring the noise. Let's hear from everybody, whatever you want to talk about today. we got a couple more topics left here. In the quick six, on the way in hour one, our NFL insider, Tori Gurley. In hour two, TSN's director of scouting, Craig Button. The, um, the CFL fans, of course, are awake. It's October, for the love of Pete. What are the two things going on in Canada? NHL hockey, CFL football. Boom. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think they want to talk about? Exactly. And, uh, but it's interesting. Jeff, the Stamps fan has written in, and I asked Clark to put it on the screen. Jeff, the Stamps fan watching in Calgary, says, the Stampeders appointed on Saturday, quite frankly, bores me some. As Trump said, you get tired of winning. I'm wanting a piece of those bombers. I can't disagree with him. This Saskatchewan-Calgary rivalry, while once white hot, is significantly dormant right now. And forget it, it is late October, for the love of Pete. These games... You know, they used to pay the ambulance drivers to drive around the stadium. You know what I mean? Take a lap. Get some action, some, some action going. Yeah. 
Uh, Leonard writes in from the 536. He says, I, th- I think our coach should book sick for the next game. His younger brother seems to have a psychological edge over him. For our American viewers, Calgary's head coach is Dave Dickinson. Saskatchewan's head coach is Craig Dickinson. And right now, Dave Dickinson's pulling an Aaron Rodgers. I still own you. He is. Right? But it's dormant. Like, I, you can go back and search on YouTube Rough Riders Stampeders games and see the videos from the crowd. Now, it turned my stomach when it happened, those crowd fights, right? It was really bad. And they would double and triple the security for these games. My God, it was sold out, packed down the street. And there will be a really big uh, crowd Saturday night, I'm sure. But it's not what it used to be. And you tell me why that is. The game, it should sell itself. When you drive through Calgary on a game day against Saskatchewan, the streets are full of people. Right. And crossing the main drag and everything. And you got to, not anymore. And I don't know why. and, And, you know, even as much as... You know, a couple of seasons ago, I think I said early in the early days of this show, Saskatchewan's number one rival is Calgary. It's not Winnipeg. It's Calgary. Yeah. Because of the playoff battles. And they'd met each other in the playoffs. And they'd had all these heated things that meant something. And the Henry Burris thing going to Calgary and leaving Saskatchewan. It meant something. It's not anymore. There's nothing there. Where's the back and forth? Where's, you know, the intense games, the playoff matchups? I mean... Maybe, maybe if they play a real slobber knocker this weekend and Saskatchewan wins to kind of get that season series respectable and they meet in the playoffs, maybe it can be back. But it's just, it's lacking a little punch right now. It's lacking some zip. And that's all that I'm willing to talk about it right now. We'll talk about it more when I get up to Calgary, which is uh, tonight. The Jets fans are awake and they're concerned and I totally get it as we reside here in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, right between Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Calgary. I'm just going to throw in a couple comments. From Sean Holm, watching on YouTube, he says, if the Jets lose again tonight, the heat is on the coach. From James Zylstra in Winnipeg, Jets game tonight will not be easy. There are 11 games in the National Hockey League tonight. And you can zero in on which you'll be following. I mentioned I'll be following the Battle of Florida, obviously. Lightning and Panthers, which I still think is the best rivalry right now in the NHL. Is that what we're doing? We're going to look ahead to tonight's NHL games because I'm more than fine with that. Believe me, I am. But I was thinking about this morning. I didn't even get through the dang uh, NHL last night. Let me just finish this up. Okay, let's just put up to bed last night. Okay. Before we look forward, I talked about the Flames, gave the analysis. Talent is not an issue in Calgary. It's attitude. It's up to them to fix it. In Philly, Claude Giroux and Travis Konechny scored. Kata hot, stopped 24 shots. And the Flyers spoiled former coach Dave Hockstall's return to Philly with a 6-1 drubbing of the Seattle Kraken on Monday night. Artemi Panarin, as you all know, scored in overtime. Igor Shosturkin stopped 40 shots. And the Rangers beat the Leafs 2-1. And Jordan Cairo had two goals and two helpers, and the St. Louis Blues scored five times in a 5.07 span of the second period for a 7-4 victory over the Arizona Coyotes in the Yotes home opener. So, I was coming home from having coffee at my friends Roger and Galeen's, okay? I put it on NHL radio. <clears throat> the Leafs game had just wrapped up, and we all get it. Joe Bone, good night from Scotiabank Arena. Yeah. Right? 
Now the NHL presents the Arizona Coyotes and St. Louis Blues. I'm like, what? The Flames are playing the Ducks. What are you talking about, Coyotes Blues? Get out of here with you, Coyotes Blues. And then I go home and I turn on the NHL Network, and they're showing it on the NHL Network. Who cares about the Arizona Coyotes and the St. Louis Blues? I'm not, they don't even care in Arizona. It's the Flames home opener, for the love of God. Well, fortunately, I had Sportsnet, of course, and I watched the game there. But it seemed like NHL Network was really propping up this Blues-Arizona game. And I was thinking about that column at The Athletic that said the coaches that are on the biggest hot seat in the NHL. And number one was the Coyotes on um, Turingier. It's Andre, right? Yeah. The former Ottawa 67s coach. And I'm like, that's when I just closed the thing. I stopped reading. You don't even know what you're talking about. Just... Don't just throw a guy and have him write a column on The Athletic and say it's good. Andre Turgnier is not the number one coach hot seat in the NHL, despite the fact his team's been bombed in two of their three games. 7-2 last night to the Blues. What was it in uh, Columbus? Or 7-4. 8-2, I think, in Columbus on opening night? He just got there. He just got there. He hasn't even unpacked yet. But it got me to thinking, who are the coaches who really legitimately are the coaches that are on the hot seat? I got to think Travis Green in Vancouver. I'm sorry. I'm not really sure what his contract status is. Sheldon Keefe, we know for a fact, just resigned in Toronto. He's fine. No, well, if they crap the bet again, it's going to be the guys higher than Sheldon Keefe. They're going to be gone. They're saying Vino and Philly. I mean, let's look around. Barry Trotz is fine on the Islanders. They just hired Gerard Gallant with the Rangers. Yeah. Ducharme just got his deal in Montreal. I would think Todd McClellan in LA might be feeling some heat. It's time. They need to they need to start showing improvement and working their way up. They got a young core now, but you still have Kopitar leading your way who's starting to he's on the back nine, right? We know that. Um so for sure. Um I don't want to give credibility and I hate to say it, but you know, where are the Winnipeg Jets with Paul Maurice if they don't have success this year? I, I don't think... Do you think there's some heat on him? There's probably some heat on him. I think they need to see results now. It's a good group. I think they are on the upswing. Or not on the upswing. They are up there. It's their time to compete. They're not a rebuilding team. They're not a growing team. They've already grown. So they need to see results. I'm not having a short leash during the season on him, putting him on the immediate hot seat. But if they don't have success... Come the end of the season, then maybe I'm considering it. Um, yeah, I mean. Minnesota's 2-0, and by the way. Yeah. So this is a tough one tonight for the Winnipeg Jets. Well, and without Blake Wheeler, who's in COVID protocol. So I was just looking at Twitter. Jamie Thomas has Kyle Connor, Mark Scheifele, and Andrew Kopp on the top line without Blake Wheeler. Stastny, Dubois, and Ehlers on the second line. So there's your top six potentially for the game tonight without Blake Wheeler and who knows how long he'll be in the COVID protocol a few days. So that's, that's a bit of a hole for the jets. And I know they're worried about dropping to Owen too. Uh, from the general in Calgary, he says, thank you Rangers for killing Toronto's buzz. It didn't kill Toronto's buzz. In my opinion, the Leafs are going to have buzz. Even when they're crappy, they got buzz. They're leading the Atlantic division with five points, but they've played the most games. They're two, one, and one. It's a very interesting division, that Atlantic division. The Panthers are 2-0. and The Sabres are 2-0. and That won't last. Habs 
That's a topic for another day. Which team should be the most worried that's winless? I don't think the Islanders should be worried, right? No. I don't think the Jets should be worried. I think Nashville is who we thought they were. I think uh, the window's closed for Nashville. That's just my opinion. I have to agree. You know, I think it maybe is past. And it's too early to really say for sure. But you're right. That's a poll question once we have, like, four winless teams left. Right now, I think there's a few too many. It's too early. Fair. Very fair. Brock Daniel, watching on Facebook, has written in a novel. Don't put it up on the screen, guys. I'll just give you a couple highlights of it. He says, hey, Rod, we got to clear something up. The Titans did not school the Bills last night. Without points left off the field and penalties for Buffalo, this game would have, wouldn't have even been close. If the Titans didn't have Derrick Henry, they wouldn't even deserve a Monday night football game. And if my aunt had nuts, she'd be my uncle. What are you saying, bud? The Bills shot themselves in the foot. Derrick Henry ripped off a what? 76-yard touchdown? You need, to, you need to stop it. You got Julio Jones, who's one of the greatest receivers of the generation. A.J. Brown, top young receiver. Ryan Tannehill. There's plenty of storylines. And let's not forget the Titans dealing with injuries. Did they even have three defensive backs to finish the football game? So they kept it close and won a football game with half a roster on defense, which was pretty good. But Buffalo did move the ball pretty effectively, just couldn't get it done in the red zone. Um, It's a good football game. The Titans have had a few primetime games, and they always seem to deliver in primetime. We saw the Jacksonville game in primetime a few years ago. This guy seems like a smart guy. But if we didn't take so many penalties, and if we didn't leave the points on the field, and if we could have tackled Derrick Henry, we'd have kicked their ass. Does it sound different when I say it out loud? Uh, from Northside YEG. Big, big game. Sask versus Calgary this weekend. Playoff implications. Second place on the line. Fajardo might have Duke Williams to catch those 50-50 balls, but Calgary has Bo Levi Mitchell. By the way, Brock uh, continues. Brock is our good friend from Calgary. Maybe I'll see him this week. He says, hope to see our friends from the RP show at the Shark Club in Calgary for Thursday night football. Brock, I will already be on a plane bound for the Bridge City by Thursday night. It is, uh, it's a blur right now, but that's okay. That's a good thing. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back soon. Yeah. Jeff, the Stamps fan. That's right, Rod. The atmosphere is not the same at McMahon. Ryder fans are still represented, but less so and much more subdued. Well, we're not whipping them up into a blood-snorting frenzy like we used to. Yeah. That was what Bo and I got into. We don't do that anymore. It's just a, it's just a game, it would seem, Saturday night. Saskatchewan and Calgary. It'll be a good game, but nobody's talking about it. Uh, we'll break and bring in Tori Gurley right after this. Craig Button coming up in hour two. It's the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. Just ahead of our NFL insider, Tori Gurley. Want to tell you that our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, which is Canada's game of the week in the CFL? And I want you to put some thought into this, not just blindly vote for it, but it's Toronto at Montreal Friday night, first place showdown in the East, and then a Saturday triple header. Ball for all, Ottawa at Hamilton, BC at Winnipeg, and then, of course, Saskatchewan at Calgary, running away with it. Stamps and Riders, of course, 77%, but the poll will be up for 23 more hours. We've got a lot to get to with our NFL insider, Tori Gurley, and I want to sashay over into some CFL chat near the end. But, Tori, if you don't mind, howdy. You are a Bills alum as well. Your take on last night's Monday Night Football contest that went down to the wire, Titans upsetting the Bills 34-31. Yeah, it's disheartening to see, uh, you know, Buffalo not win that game. You know, everybody had them up on a pedestal. Uh, we were ready to crown them as being the team, you know, one of the leaders in the AFC. And and out of nowhere, they get they go out and lose to a Tennessee Titans team that struggled all year long. So um, as of now, man, this thing is up in the air. Um, the only consistent thing that we have is Tom Brady is still rolling and, and Lamar Jackson just continues to win games. So uh, when it's all said and done, it wouldn't shock me if those two teams are left standing. Yes, and we have a lot of viewers in the Phoenix area. The Cardinals are 6-0. and Steve Kimes, the longtime general manager, he's had his ups and downs there. I would say that he put his balls on the table hiring Cliff Kingsbury as their head coach. It was his first head coaching job. Connor Murray wasn't your conventional quarterback. Voila, 6-0. and Did you see this coming? No. Um, I've been a fan of the Cardinals, but I did not see 6-0. and um, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I just think they're beating up on teams who they're supposed to beat. But as you get down towards the, you know, division play as well as, you know, when they do make it to the playoffs, I think they're a year away from actually being able to achieve the, the team success. Um, I, Kyler Murray is a hell of a player. You know, he's the MVP candidate. But I think those things are going to show coming down the stretch, you know, being able to stay in the pocket because teams are really going to lock in on a game plan and, and they're going to force them to, you know, have to make throws or – for them to get away from their pass game and run the ball. And that's something that the Cardinals does not want to do. Tori, how closely are you watching those Cleveland Browns? And I ask because they were in just about everybody's top five all year. Now you can't find them with a search party. And everybody's pointing fingers around there. What's happened with the Cleveland Browns? Yeah, those guys are starting to fall apart. Uh, a lot of lot of injuries. Uh, this is Baker's contract year. Um, a lot of guys in his draft class have already have had contract extensions, but him, and right now he's just not playing at a high level. You know, he, he looks bad. And um, the most consistent thing is Miles Garrett, as well as Nick Chubb. Those are the guys that really are uh, the nucleus and core of the team, but it's all on the sh- shoulders of Baker Mayfield. You know, they got to find a way to utilize um, OBJ. He's not getting enough touches. And as I mentioned earlier, you have players injured like Jarvis Landry. So, um, hopefully those guys could patch this thing back up together because if not, it can be a very disappointing season out there in Cleveland. Tori, what's happened with the style of football in the NFL? And we've been talking about the entertainment value, CFL versus NFL right now. The CFL took a year off. The NFL did not. 
but we've got high-scoring games and well into the double digits. Three overtime games on Sunday alone. What's happened in the NFL that it's not the no-fun league anymore and run first that it's become so wide open? Where did that philosophy shift? Uh, I just think, you know, these quarterbacks are just more advanced than what we're used to. You know, back when, you know, maybe five, ten years ago, it was traditional for guys to sit. You know, Patrick Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith when he was drafted to Kansas City. So now uh, these owners have figured it out. They're like, you know what? Our championship windows are as soon as we draft a guy. We got to get him on the field because we can build a team around him. Because once uh, those guys start making the max money like a Pat Mahomes or Dak Prescott, now that salary cap is, is, is strapped where you really can't go out and go buy the players you need to play in certain positions. So now you're banking on a draft to help you. So um, that's why we see a lot of high scoring games, because one or two things, these young quarterbacks, they're they're pushing the ball downfield, being aggressive or they're turning the ball over and is creating more opportunities for the opposing team to score. And now you're playing catch up. So but at the end of the day, I think all this stuff is going to it's going to level out towards the end of the year once we start playing for, you know, guys positioning for playoff spots. And um, that's where you're really going to see the defense stand up and, 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 and bring a championship home for any team. From the general in Calgary, he says, question for Tory: Is it time to blow up the Giants yet or fire Joe Judge? New York just can't get it right. What do you see in there, Tory? I think just the state of New York, period. You know, the Giants and the Jets, both of them stink. Um, I think with the Giants, it, 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 this would be a great opportunity to get rid of Coach Judge. I just don't think he's the guy. Um, you know, Daniel Jones needs some more help. You know, he does have Jason Garrett there as the offensive coordinator, former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, but I just don't think Judge is the guy um, to get the Giants to play him, you know, get you know, playing well. Uh, I think they just need to get rid of him and, and start fresh and, you know, maybe find somebody else uh, that can, you know, jumpstart that that New York Giants football team. Trayvon Diggs is one interception away from an NFL record, which would be seven consecutive games. Let's just talk about America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Michael Irvin is, adv- is advising us Cowboys fans to get our Super Bowl tickets now. Tori, how do we feel about that? Oh, I'm I'm a Trayvon Diggs fan. I'm happy for him. I just don't believe in him. I, I just know Dallas is going to do what Dallas. <laughs> they're going to break your heart, and I I, I know everybody's going to enjoy it. They should go out, and you know they're probably they are going to win a division. They probably will be the number one seed. But it would not shock me if if Dallas gets beat in the first round of the playoffs. You know, like and all this hard work for nothing. So. Um, you know, we'll see what Michael Irvin is up to. He might be Nostradamus and might be able to call something, but that's just something I don't see. I don't think those guys, I think they're a year away as well. You know, with Dak Prescott coming back off injury, um, I think these these are the times where these young guys, they learn and they experience what it's like to play that high-level ball. I think right now this is their first chance of just getting a taste of success, and uh, honestly, I just don't think they'll be able to su- sustain it. Shoot, you say coming off injury. He left Foxborough in a boot Sunday night. Dak Prescott, thank God we're on a bye this week. And they say it's just a mild calf sprain. Hey, two quick questions for you. The last one, Aaron Rodgers. Five and one, trash talking the Bears fans. Looks like all is forgotten there. At least he's playing that way. What do you think about the Packers and Aaron? Yeah, you know, he owns Chicago. He went out and handled business and, 
you know, whenever you have a rookie quarterback going against the Hall of Famer, what do you expect? So, um, you know, the Packers did what they were supposed to do. They went out and handled business, but they know uh, their nemesis is teams like the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, somebody that can that has a Hall of Fame quarterback and also has a defense. So uh, we'll see how all this stuff plays out. Uh, lastly, I don't know if you've talked to your good friend Trevor Harris or not, but he's been moved out of Edmonton to the Montreal Alouettes. Quite the ground-shaking news in the CFL, Tori. Do you have a take on that situation? I was shocked. I haven't spoke with them recently, but I was shocked to see that, you know, and then I heard the general manager saying, hey, he had a better chance at, you know, growing to be 6'5 than getting rid of Trevor Harris. At the end of the day, it's a business. Trevor knows how to handle it. Montreal just picked up a, a great guy, great leader, great quarterback, and he's extremely competitive. You know, he won't forget this, and any time he, he goes out and, and gets to go against Edmonton, he's going to try to put up 100 on him because, you know, it, it means the world to him to go out and let people know he still can play at a high level. Has it been tough to see Trevor go through what he's gone through, to be honest, in Ottawa at the tail end of his career and now in Edmonton? Like, I'm friends with him, but you're very close friends with him. It just seems like he doesn't get a fair shake anywhere he goes. Yeah, he's. I mean, we talked about it. He was like, Tori, I just need you to come out of retirement, you know, and, and make it a little easier on me. So uh, we joke about it, but Trevor, he's going to be fine. He's very resilient. You know, he, he's he's always my quarterback. You know, I, I thank God for having the opportunity to play with him. And this guy's going to bounce back. You know, he's someone you, you don't have to feel sorry for him. He's going to go out and, and get it done. Good. Good to hear. All right. Well, we thank God for you. My best to the family. Still waiting for the news, my man. Uh, praying any, for you. Any day now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Good luck. Uh, we'll be the first uh, to send congratulations. Thanks, Tori. I will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for having me. Tori Gurley, our NFL insider, checking in from South Carolina today. We'll be right back. Uh, Sports update, viewer takeover. Craig Button coming up in hour two. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. YouTube and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, love it. Uh, good day, Brian Dodge, the mayor of Dodge City. He's checking in, watching on YouTube. Says, love the shirt, RP. Go Bolts. Uh, Brian, I think, missed the start of the show where I said I agonized over what pullover to wear today, which quarter zip, Lightning or Panthers, because battle uh, number one of the Battle of Florida goes tonight. The game is in Tampa. You want to put a little uh, wager on it, Brian? Lunch next time? Because I am cheering for the Panthers, but Lightning had us at their Stanley Cup party. Al Murray, their assistant GM. We're Lightning fans. Just We're just more of Florida Panthers fans. So that's the game that I'll be watching tonight. We've got some news. That's what we love about daytime sports talk. Things do happen in the morning, believe it or not. Trade out of the Canadian Football League. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers today announced the club has acquired American kicker Sergio Castillo in a trade in exchange for a conditional fourth-round pick in the 2022 CFL draft. He has not played in the CFL since opting out of his contract. In the 2020 season, he spent last season with the NFL's New York Jets and was in camp this year with the Tennessee Titans, and he also played in the XFL. 
Um, from the Western Hockey League. Here we go. More breaking news. This is interesting because I had someone in Calgary, actually more than one person in Calgary, tell me they love the show because of the junior hockey coverage. So here's an announcement from our friends at the Dub. The Western Hockey League is proud to announce 45 players have been named to the NHL Central Scouting's preliminary players to watch list ahead of the 2022 NHL draft. Clark, any idea who the number one player is? You, you should get this. In the dub, who's the number one rated player for the NHL draft? You're close. You're close, Clark. Yes. Number one, Connor Geeky of the Winnipeg Ice product of Strathclair, Manitoba. Connor Geeky is the number one prospect in the dub for the NHL draft. Number two, Denton Matejchuk of the Moose Jaw Warriors. Number three, Matt Savoy of the aforementioned Winnipeg Ice. Number four, Tyler Brennan, Prince George Cougars. Number five, Josh Davies, Swift Current Broncos. The list goes on and on and on. If you want to read more, go to moosejawwarriors.com. And, of course, there's people going to be saying, well, what about Connor Bedard? He's not old enough. That's next year, y'all. To the sports update, Walker Bueller will take the mound for the Dodgers today as the NLCS shifts to Los Angeles. The home team trails the Braves 2-0, but Atlanta hasn't won a game at Dodger Stadium since 2018. Charlie Morton gets the start for the Braves. Houston's pitching staff needs to get itself sorted quickly after allowing 25 runs and 32 hits to Boston over the first three games of the ALCS. Veteran righty Zach Greinke will try to slow the Red Sox at the start of Game 4 as the Astros aim to erase a 2-1 series deficit. Boston starts uh, righty Nick Pavetta. Those are matinees. Well, the, the NLCS game is a 308 mountain first pitch. Full slate of games on the show tonight, 11. Montreal Canadiens hosting the San Jose Sharks. Vancouver Canucks visiting the Buffalo Sabres. Later, the Winnipeg Jets look for their first win at the Minnesota Wild. And the Edmonton Oilers look to go to 3-0 when they host Anaheim. Blue Jackets forward Max Domi will miss two to four weeks with a rib fracture. Suffered in Saturday's win against Seattle. Max has been playing well after recovering from his shoulder surgery. June 4th in the NBA season tips off tonight. Yana sent it to Kempo and the reigning champion Milwaukee Bucks take on the Nets in the opener. This is for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games and book your group or business party now. See you in hour two after this break. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson On Demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.